It's a good show. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves or they were pushed out by outside forces like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. There, I did. I started it. Started what? Started the started our oh, lives. Started, started our lives together. Uh, started our lives together. Yeah. Start. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna move to Alaska and start a new life together. That's. I mean, that's what happened. Uh, you know what? Uh, for all the things that this city's done, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. ups and downs. It's a tough town to for showbiz to try and make your dreams come true. But now that there's mosquitoes here, fuck this place. I will tell you that. What do you mean now? There's mosquitoes. I mean, did they just there's bring never them in? Been, there's never been mosquitoes. Where they come from? I don't know. And I thought I was losing my mind because when I was in the Midwest after a big, long road trip, and I was getting tore up by mosquitoes. Like, mm. to the point, like, can I be allergic, like, more than normal? Because mm-hmm. I was losing my mind. I was tearing, like, on oh, my feet. I tore a skin off my feet, scratching them. Wow. Going crazy. I, f- I found out they like a certain blood type. They like uh, O blood type better hmm. than other blood types I have no but idea. i don't have that i have no idea what blood type i am is that bad i'm a positive i just look because i had an old life source card uh-huh. in my wallet hmm. but then so anyway and then i was out on the porch here for like 10 minutes the other night got like five mosquito bites on my legs <gasps> and then there you go and yeah. then yesterday i was outside i'm looking i'm like what when did this happen because hmm. they've never been here well have you noticed they're showing up here to follow their dreams like the rest of us that what dream though, man? Like mm-hmm. you, you used to like. Have you noticed mosquitoes? No, ever. I, I've even in the south, they never bothered me. Just consider yourself one of the luckiest yeah, people that's ever me. lived. Hmm. If mosquitoes never bother you, I never think they go. I got so much body hair everywhere else, they can't get a good angle. But that's why. <laughs> that's why they go after my feet and my ankles. Years ago, there was this great commercial. It's like ten, fifteen years ago. Taba- Tabasco. Uh, which I, I remember this one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that sauce, but this commercial is great. It's like guy sitting on his front porch. In a like, bayou, right? In a bayou. Yes. Eating a piece of pizza, squirting a bunch of Tabasco on it, takes mm-hmm. a bite, mosquito lands on him, bites him, flies off, and then explodes. I Because then I remember seeing that guy in a TV show or something mm-hmm. and being yeah. like, hey, good for you. Yeah. You from being the guy, yeah, the guy who doesn't say anything in the Tabasco commercial to being in TV and movies. Yeah. Why is that? That commercial resonated with me as well. Yeah. Mostly, I think, because of the sadism and the mosquito bursting mm-hmm. in the flames. Yeah. That's what you get. I hate them so much. Huh. And uh, they're here now, and I feel like I, 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 don't, I don't even. That's interesting. I feel like I understand gentrification from the other side now. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes are changing my neighborhood. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, what else going on, buddy? I don't know. This is the Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave from our new home. Oh yeah, at Starburns Audio. Uh huh. Uh huh. We went legit. Yeah, we're on a network now. Is this like when Wayne's World <laughs> sold out? Is this going to be super corporate right now? Oh god, I don't know what's going to happen now. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know how that changes anything. I hope uh, people are still receiving this and. The same way that they have. I have but, no uh, idea where to get this. Yeah, me neither. Just... <laughs> I listen to three podcasts, and I don't even know how I get them. <laughs> but yeah, so now we've got uh, we got to answer to people now. So we better better straighten up and fly right. Yeah, we got higher ups. We got corporate breathing down our necks. Got to deal with the brass. <laughs> oh man, did you have a good week, man? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. What'd you do? What'd you get into? I don't even remember. Yeah. I'm look at my calendar. What did I do? <laughs> No, I, I kind of just dicked off around town. Had some shows. Didn't really do. Didn't really do too much. Yeah, it's been a million degrees here. Yeah, real hot. Yeah, I tried to. I mean, I couldn't get an, a word in edgewise last week because you're busy talking about your dead dad the whole time. <laughs> like, All right, Dave, I get it. I mean, how long do you need? All right. <laughs> 
That was there was that was very, like a lot of sentiment, a lot of thought came out, like a lot of a lot of emotions came out from people about that. So yeah, that was very nice. Got a ton of feedback. Thanks, yeah. uh, thanks for everybody who reached out, and you know, I was just. I was just sharing my feelings. I wasn't trying to change anybody's life. You're but, doing, uh, yeah, well, they were good, heartfelt stories. My mom yeah. was mad that she I didn't tell her. I'm like, why well, don't I tell you everything? But she, oh, I, I probably should have said off air, but she expresses her condolences. Oh, well, thank you. Old Deb. Old Deb. Yeah, and so I talked to her about that, and she went on for 25 minutes about uh, just ailments that people in the family have, and yeah. that was the end of the conversation. No more, uh, no turtle updates? No. no, no turtle drama. What happened? No, she got she gets on a medical kick, and then that's it. Mm. And then so and so had this, and then they had this. I'm like, I don't. It's like uh, going down a rabbit hole. Mm. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that. So, well, now I'm gonna hear about this because she listens. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna hear me bitching about her on the goddamn. Show. Get back to the turtle stories, ma. Uh, Those were fun, but no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do much of nothing this no? weekend. Didn't do much. Nah, it's been. The least I tried to go on a bike ride, but it was still close to 100 degrees. It was a dumb move. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing. Nothing's going on. Nothing exciting. Summertime. It's all shut down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you went. You got out of here. Celebrate, you got out of town. Celebrated my birthday this, last week. Yeah. Yeah, man. Went uh, went back up to Lake Arrowhead. Click over 42. Uh, 41. 41. 41, right. dude. But uh, yeah, just spent a couple days up at Lake Arrowhead. Again, mm-hmm. I talked about that last week. How I spent a few days uh, the previous week. And uh, the lady, Katie, was like, what do you, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, I don't know. Let's, let's go back up to the lake house. Yeah. And uh, just sat around for three days. Is it 1,000 degrees out there? It really wasn't. It wasn't bad at all because the elevation is so high. It's like halfway up the mountain, there's a sign that says elevation 4,000 feet. Yeah. So I don't know how once you get to the top. But Lake Arrowhead is literally at the top of whatever mountain that is. It's way up there. Uh, so it was, you know, it was warm, but it was... Not that's much. what I did. Yes, I went up to the mountains to ride to get, get a nice, cool mm-hmm. six degree change in yeah. Oh, the low nineties! <laughs> oh, boo! Get to put a turtleneck on. It does change though. Like, um, uh, what's, where's that place we used to go camping? Uh, Angeles National Forest. That's where I went yesterday. Yeah, it was like a little bit, and it went closer to sundown. Yeah, like back during I don't know. It was like February, March when it was fairly warm here. You know, February, March is still pretty warm in L.A. Uh, but I, I went and tried to go camping. And then yeah. we're like the low here in March might have been 55. The low just just an hour away up that mountain was like 28. And I was like, Ugh. oh, yeah, it gets a real. Yeah. So it dropped. But that's uh, got that up that two highway, too. That's mm-hmm. got like the uh, where was I just reading or something? It was like the same kind of how the oh, there's holes in the desert around Vegas. Like that's kind of the really one of the maybe possible like secret dumping grounds. Huh. Up the, for, that for road up the two? Just the Angeles Forest. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a large forest with yeah. unexplored areas close to a major city. I guess you just have to assume that all those kind of spots have a, a bit of a nefarious uh, history to them, you know? I saw a nasty accident. We saw like, like an act. We just missed an accident coming back down the hill mm-hmm. in the car, like on the road, and just all of like people in the street, like, slow down. And you look, and it was just a, smashed up convertible bmw yeah. we didn't see anybody and i think they just dragged him out wow out of the way but man, it's like oh oh see this stuff it's so easy on those mountain roads oh, yeah. so scary yeah but yeah up there man uh you drive about once you get off the 210 around in san bernardino mm-hmm. then you got about uh, a 20 mile drive up the mountain but it is just like you're going like 20 miles an hour. oh yeah it's just every you know every 10 seconds it's a crazy turn it's a lot of sport bikes and mm-hmm. people in like cool sports cars up yeah. there, which i get like you got though that's the these are the roads that are in the car commercials yeah absolutely that kind of stuff but man it's so easy to make a mistake yeah but uh, yeah good week up there man just did nothing but i did some fishing and then uh every night uh i think i mentioned did i mentioned it last week katie got me a smoker for my birthday got a uh, proper smoker because you had that I had a little one uh rigged together yeah and uh you know that i would just keep over at friends houses and stuff when i was in the van and then uh just it, kinda... looked, it looked like the robot that homer simpson half made <laughs> that like love me father yeah. it looked like that thing that's what your smoker looked <laughs> like, like a little trash can but uh yeah. now i got a nice big proper one now and uh trailer you, smoker uh <laughs> no not a not a trailer but just you know probably mm-hmm. twice the size of what i had yeah and um but yeah, every night just smoke something. I uh, twice I smoked uh, pulled pork, had uh, yeah. two big old pork shoulders, and then one night I smoked some fish 
and made. I saw that. Just made a, a, a fisherman stew just out of some uh, – I, I got a hold of some – Cod was on sale at the market, so I got a bunch of cod. I got I, a hold of some. I, I smoked it, and then I also had some crab meat. What you say when you have to take a dog to the vet? He got a hold of something. <laughs> he got one of them chicken bones stuck I, sideways in his throat I again. Acquired some cod, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, just 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 hanging out on the back deck, just smoking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, nice, peaceful weekend, man. Good times. Oh, you deserve it. Happy birthday. Good times. Happy uh, peaceful weekends. Lady got me a cheeseburger cake. I pretty, saw that. Pretty rad. Just a big old chocolate cake. Looked like a cheeseburger. It's like, boy, you, you know me. You know me too well. So Was it, were the layers inside of the cake, the different layers, like the tomato was a little no. red velvet? <laughs> that would be cool. No, it was just uh, kind of a, um, a yellow cake with, you know, yellow and and chocolate, you know, kind of a okay. layer cake, just those two layers. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the outside looked, looked pretty cool. Because I would be excited if they went that far with it. Yeah, that would be cool. I like them cakes. I'm not a cake guy, yeah. per se. I'm more of a pie guy. But, pie, uh, ice cream lately. Yeah. I've been treating myself to a nice, uh, all these fancy ice cream shops that are yeah. popping up, and you're like, look at this. Uh-huh. Look at these jerks. Yeah, $7 scoop of gelato. Yeah, but then you go, like, have a nice ice cream. You're like, oh, all right, okay. Mm. Ricotta ice cream. What? Cheese, cheese flavored ice cream. Really great stuff. Mm. I got some mascarpone I was with about to balsamic say. with balsamic vinegar and fig. It was the weirdest flavor I could see. Wow. And then the missus was getting uh, been getting real lazy around here, real bougie, and just ordering from Yummy dot com. Which, if you don't have it, not sponsored by the way. Uh huh. Not sponsored, but it's a grocery store that you just get. It's like Peapod, but it's their own grocery store. Uh-huh. But they have limited selections of stuff. So, like, here's their ice cream flavors. And I saw that weird one, and it was on sale, which means nobody's buying. I'm like, yeah, give me this weird shit. Mm-hmm. Balsamic vinegar in mm. the ice cream. How was it? I mean, it's weird, hmm. but not bad. So, I'm, I'm, I still got to finish it. Speaking of ordering food, uh, a couple weeks ago, Katie and I did the fattest thing we've ever done. Uh, we just we, we door dashed. <laughs> I'm really curious to hear what this is. We door dashed some pie. Oh, buddy. She was just sitting around. She's like, I want some pie. I was like, well, I don't have any pie. And, like, it was it was late, and I didn't feel like going to the grocery store. And and I was like, well, let me see what this DoorDash app's got. How late? You live around a corner from groceries. It, it, was, it was close to 11. And you live right by a Pinkberry. Yeah. Yeah, but we wanted pie. Okay, but uh, uh, Astro Diner, 24-7. Delivered us two slices of pie at like eleven thirty. You got that is pretty fat. Diner pie delivered because I got we got frozen yogurt once mm-hmm. delivered. DoorDash wow. frozen yogurt. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, good God, what are we doing? Like, not even a meal. Just bring me pie. You know what? If you don't do that all the like, mm-hmm. if you know that there should be guilt attached to something like that, then I say indulge. But it's when that's what I think the other day. Like how many, how many Prius drivers only buy stuff from Amazon? Like how many cardboard boxes are you throwing out every day? Huh. You're like I look out for the environment. Yeah. Like I just hate going to the store. Yeah. And so you use a giant truck that has worse gas mileage yeah. or anything. Yeah, packaging that you throw out. Yeah, I think we're all guilty of that you know we only look at that one or two steps ahead. You don't look, you know, three, four, five steps beyond. And see what the uh, the consequences are. Mm-hmm. So I get it though. Yeah, but That's yeah, she, she was getting some. She's like, order something else. So I don't see what feel like it's such a loser getting this. I'm like, all right, give me some chips and salsa and a weird ice cream. Like when you buy condoms at the store, you got to throw some other shit in the bag. Just so it's not <laughs> who still buys condoms? <laughs> I mean, not me, but I used to. I would always feel so embarrassed to buy condoms. So I'd go in and, and get a box, and then I'd just buy a bunch of other stuff. Just I mean, like condoms. Like, you know what I haven't noticed? Because I haven't like condoms are just free all the time. Hmm. Everywhere had free condoms. Do you trust a free condom? I mean, that's one area where I didn't mind splurging, spending some money. I don't, I don't trust just some blueberry flavored free condom. Yeah, I mean, you always have them around. Put that on my dong. Never use them, but you just have them around. Mm. Yeah. I was. I mean, there's plenty of jokes about expiration dates on condoms, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just feel like the amount. Like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I tell you, I tell you, condoms. one of my my first experiences with a condom. 
Ever tell you that story? Uh, one, one of the first... Did you pee in it? No. <laughs> was that you? No, that wasn't me. Somebody uh, else like went to the bathroom after sex and forgot they were wearing a condom. And oh, that's like, a, here. I think that's a Pat Dixon joke. He's got a joke like that. I had somebody just tell me a story like they just didn't hear it. And they oh, really? Down, they're like, what's wrong with my dick? <laughs> like, a gelatinous bulb. Now, one of the first chances I got to uh, actually use one, uh, unrolled it first and then try to put it on like a sock oh man yeah, yeah that's not gonna... didn't work didn't work what else going on man you've been uh what you been watching on tv anything good any movies anything i need to... i've been i've been out of touch with the uh, i've never been in touch yeah i watched dark tourist was good dark tourist very good up up our alley mm-hmm. with what we're doing here oh, that's on netflix? Kyle and Dave. netflix yeah, it's a okay. Netflix show, and this guy just does the, you know, it's like another travel show going to weird and spooky places. Okay. We got, I think it's eight episodes, nine episodes, but it's good. It's yeah. he, he covers it well. He doesn't try to interject himself too much into what's happening, uh-huh. even though he is one of those documentarians that is part of the thing he's making. I just started watching Better Call Saul last night. Can you believe it? Dude. And I just started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm this week. What? I'm a terrible comedian. As far as my participation in the world. That's right. You've never seen Curb. I never saw him. I what started watching What season did you get into? First season. Okay. The, I made it to the, the third episode and I saw Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. And then I was Porn like. Yeah, yeah, he's the porn one. But then I'm like, oh, I haven't been watching Better Call Saul. I just don't want to watch comedies at home. Yeah. I want to watch. Well, Better Call Saul. I want to watch story. Comedy. No, I want to yeah. watch stories. Yeah. Not like comedies. That's one of my favorite episodes of Curb. It was fun. Like just doing he put the, Tabasco uh, sauce and stuck her finger right up my ass. Well, I think the uh, unsung hero of that was uh, Cheryl Hines. Is yeah. that, that's his wife, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Just her look through that whole dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Odenkirk's crazy wife who just lost her shit because yeah. he didn't take his shoes off. Yeah. But hey, if, yeah, if anybody hasn't seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> boy, I can recommend that program. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm really out. What about it, you? What you doing? Well, uh, like I said, I spent a few days up there, uh, up, at the, up at the lake home uh, this week, and then I, I was also there a few days the last week, um, and I they didn't have, they don't have Wi-Fi up there, which was oddly refreshing. They had cable, but you couldn't stream anything, no Netflix or anything, mm-hmm. and I can't remember how long it's been, well, outside of, I guess, maybe like traveling in a hotel room, <clears throat> but to just sit down at night and you want to watch something. And and there's no Hulu or Netflix or yeah, Amazon, you, <laughs> so I'm just gonna watch whatever's on cable. <laughs> we're gonna watch these, we're gonna watch these Mama's Family reruns. <laughs> no, but like as much as I appreciate the concept of Netflix and all the streaming services, and this isn't an original thought, but like there's too much. There's just I have trouble. Like I can't pick something out because like well, what else? There's got to be something better. You know, there's ten thousand titles on here. I, am I confident that this is what I want to watch now? So I can. It takes me an hour to find something. So it was refreshing to just sit and watch cable and yeah. then and scroll through the guide and be like, okay, what's coming up next hour, whatever, and just sit and watch a movie, even with commercials. But to just, I don't know, like, okay, you got ten options, pick one, as opposed to Netflix where you got ten thousand. No, there's too many choices. Yeah, way yeah, too I, many. I bet, choices. I'm sure there's. A, I'm sure there's a anxiety related to that. Like. Yeah. Like what a diverse diversity anxiety, mm-hmm. which sounds like it's actually that's what you could call racism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not racist. I just have diversity anxiety. There's too many different types of people around. I get real. Yeah. Real. It doesn't matter which. I'm not racist. It could be all black people. It just has to be all black people. I just can't have. Don't throw one Pakistani guy in there. Then I just start sweating. I can't think straight. Oh man. But yeah, that was fun to just sit and like old school. And you know what else yeah. I noticed too. Much um, nine lawn orders in a row. Nobody, uh, we don't channel surf anymore because with the guide, mm-hmm. you know, you can always just scroll through. But like to just blindly change channels, what's that? You know, and it takes you a couple seconds. To, what's that? No, I don't want to watch that. Click. Yeah. What's that? Oh, that looks good. I can't. Rachel go through Netflix, even just the home screen where it's like, we're already 50 titles past. I'm like, stop. How are you? Re- You're not reading all these. Yeah. You don't get to say you don't know what you want to watch if you haven't even watched the list of things you could watch. Yeah. I watched The Revenant for the first time. Never saw that. That's an intense one. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that. Well, Leo Didn't, throwing himself at it. Wasn't crazy about uh, Tom Hardy's real shitty southern accent or whatever that was supposed to be. I, I, I like Tom Hardy. It wasn't but, even uh, southern. I mean, at that point in time, who knows what it was. It at was that weird. era of yeah. the world. Yeah. Where was that supposed to be? Alaska? 
I don't know where I, I missed where they were supposed to be. I, I'm assuming it was Canada or Alaska or something. I thought they, they that's what that movie they filmed it with all natural like, like they never did any. So they had to film during it. Like so really? many people quit. I was reading about like so many people quit the production of that because they were filming in such horrible conditions. Which just huh. so they would like go to Argentina or something. Wow. It was filmed in South America. But I don't know where it was supposed to. Yeah. I mean, we're both looking at computers. But what yeah, we, this is a it's a good one. Let me hold on. I'm gonna look up revenant location. Let me find out for you. Let me tell you there. Well, <clears throat> doesn't doesn't say. Just tells me where it was filmed. So it's not helping. Me. I don't know. What you, let's talk about. Uh, Ooh, I got something I want to tell you real quick. Tell me, I, tell me real quick. I forgot to tell you last week. What did you tell right, me? Last man? week, obviously, a little preoccupied mm. with uh, with pops. Yeah. But I uh, didn't really get to tell you much about my tour that I had, uh, was coming off of. Yeah. I mentioned a little bit, but I forgot to tell you. Um, had a great show in Milwaukee. I like that town. Milwaukee's cool. Milwaukee is like where that's where the. Alcoholics from Chicago retired. Oh, really? Then, in my appeal, like, you know what? I still just want to go to a small bar. It's not going to be filled with fucking kids uh-huh. on Tinder dates. Yeah. Yeah, I like Milwaukee a lot. Yeah, I've only been time. three times, but I've, I've enjoyed it every time. But anyway, I had a great show uh, at the Underground Collaborative. Shout out to those dudes and, and, and gals who uh, helped me book that show, Caitlin and that crew. Anyway, um, stayed at the Ambassador Hotel and, uh, just found it just a Priceline deal, and I was like, "All right, well, I'll go stay here." Didn't didn't know much mm-hmm. about it, and uh, they had I had a damn had a damn uh, hot tub in my room. Do you use it? Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I'm not afraid of that. Oh no, I'm never. I always like I'll, I'll like fill it up, and uh-huh. but, but it's always at night, and I'm tired of looking. I'm like, I'm gonna drown if I. I'm gonna fall asleep and drown. This. No, it was great. Like after the show, I got home. It was late. I just filled it up. Just sat there. But anyway. I'd never had. Did a, you eat food in it? Ah, uh, probably. I don't if it's remember. in your room, I feel like they have to expect. Yeah. That people are going to eat in the hot tub. But I just, uh, I didn't think nothing of it. Uh, I was just so overwhelmed with the fact that I had a hot tub in my damn room. Took a picture of it, put it on Instagram, and uh, somebody commented, uh, "Hey, that's uh, that's a hotel where Dahmer killed somebody." Mm. I, you know, and I thought, you know, I know Milwaukee; they don't want to hear Dahmer jokes and stuff like that. So I just thought, you know. Oh uh, yeah, because I'm in Milwaukee, and I was like, "Well, let me let me look this up just in case." And sure enough, Jeffrey Dahmer killed his second victim, 1987, beat a dude to death in that hotel room 507. Dave Stone, room 511, two doors down, literally two doors I, down was was the room that Dahmer killed somebody. They don't have to tell like like if you rent an apartment, they have to tell you if somebody died in it. Do they? But it, not with a hotel room. Yeah, I would imagine because on that dark tourist he does a Milwaukee tour, like a Dahmer tour. Really? Ooh, yeah, like well, then, people do. Which I'm surprised. I thought maybe I guess it's been long enough that uh-huh. people are now getting into that kind of cheeky celebration. Yeah. <clears throat> which it was weird. He's like, it was like a lot of ladies. He's a good-looking guy. Hmm. Too bad he wanted nothing to do with you. Yeah, babe. But yeah, then I did some research in uh, his apartment building. Uh, which they have since, I guess, torn down, uh, like two blocks away from the ambassador. So, well, here's some, uh, yeah, look at the, the rest of the hotel. Uh, during the 1930s, lounge patrons, is according to a Milwaukee Gazette or Wisconsin Gazette, entertained by the piano stylings of a West Allis native with the strange stage name of Walter Buster Keys. <laughs> Buster Keys. <laughs> that young pianist went on Hardly to become the him. international renowned entertainer Liberace. Hmm. Liberace's a product of Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. And I think the Beatles stayed there. Yeah, that's that. what I saw. Some of the Beatles stayed there once. Man, I can't give a fuck about the Beatles. No? Don't care. Don't care about the Beatles, huh? Not in the least. See, I'm weird in the sense that, you know, I'm not going to pretend they're my favorite band, but they were such a part of rock and roll history. I love that Beatles anthology documentary. It's like a six-disc uh, Real thorough, their whole you know story from yeah. day one to the end, and, uh, and I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be. I, I just realized last week you're talking about how your dad got to see the Beatles. I'm not trying to be disrespectful <laughs> no, in that sense. That's not disrespectful to my. But dad. I, I just, but you know, what I think it was. I think it was just the Beatles were like the, just the oh boy, this is the end all be all of music growing mm-hmm. up, and I just wanted to be so different mm-hmm. that I'm like, nah, but 
I'll go back. Like, you know what? I've been like, all right, yeah, Led Zeppelin, yeah, some good. Yeah. Led Zeppelin tunes out there. The Beatles, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I get it. All I the used to hype be that has way. ruined it. I just don't care. I used to be that way when I was a, like a teenage metalhead. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they, they wrote some great songs. And, well, just in a, such a short period of time, how much they changed from like their first album with, you know, I Want to Hold Your Hand and all yeah. that kind of early 60s shit to like, you know, some of the real drug induced stuff they did the last couple albums. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the world, but I just, I, I find myself going back and watching a lot of the documentaries and stuff. Just, you know, what's funny is, you know, obviously the stones were, you know, they're kind of, I wouldn't say rivals. Eh, maybe, well, they were, rivals. yeah. Neck and neck for like, but popularity stones kind of had this reputation of being like the shit kickers, the tough guys, the <laughs> yeah. whatever. And the Beatles, you know, kind of little proper schoolboys. in reality, it was kind of the opposite. The Beatles, uh, um, a lot of most of the Beatles, I, I guess all four of them. I don't know what Ringo's upbringing was, but yeah, uh, come from like rough Liverpool background, like poverty and just kind of. And I think uh, the Stones were more like art school kids, oh, yeah. but it was just funny how they both kind of imaged themselves. They were a little dirtier. The Stones were a little dirtier. Their sound was definitely a lot dirtier. Yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah. Anyway, so I just of all the bands, it was like, why is this one like so? It, celebrated it is funny to go back and watch some of those interviews though like when when beatlemania was hitting uh just some of the questions like the reporters would ask mm. just so stupid like and i guess because that was everybody's first experience with fame on that level you know i mean Elvi yeah. elvis was before them but like beatlemania was so intense and it was such a cultural thing but like you go back and watch some of those interviews and they're just you know they're literally having a press conference and like a reporter goes will you sing something now and then I, I, I'll give the Beatles this. They had they have good comedic timing. They all had good senses of humor. You go back and watch some of those movies they did. They're funny. That's why I wonder if, like, some of those press conferences were set up just like the way, like, all the old Friars Club roasts were uh, just taped at a soundstage. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they're not in front of an audience. But, yeah, they asked so many weird, stupid questions. And it's weird, too, like, with anything back then. I was watching a baseball thing. Um, I was watching something. Oh, yeah, Ken Burns baseball. And I know you don't care about baseball, but, like uh, – just the, the, the vibe in the media back then, they would interview players like uh, they were talking about Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris in 1961. Mm -hmm. They were chasing each other for the single season home run record, and they would interview these guys after the games and stuff. But they interviewed another guy, and just the wholesomeness and just the, mm -hmm. the all shucks. There was some pitcher. Uh, it might have been Don Larson who threw a perfect game. They interviewed him after the game, and he was just – it was just like a little kid. He's like, oh, man, I just I just didn't think I could do it at all, but I'm just so happy. And, oh, just this <laughs> real leave it to beaver all shucks mentality that was yeah. kind of refreshing. Like nowadays, everybody's just so either jaded or so just tuned out. Worried about their media. Yeah, worried presence. about their image. But it's, it's funny to just see back then how new all of that was to everybody. Are there haunted baseball stadiums? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, there's, there's only no haunt, like I mean, like I only mean, two like, old ones now. The only uh, two really old ones now are Wrigley and Fenway, Cubs and Red Sox. Everything else is like '80s or newer. No Dodger Stadium. Well, Dodgers, yeah, Dodger Stadium, '60s. But, but yeah. you don't hear about ghosts there. Like you think about how superstitious baseball players are. Mm -hmm. Never hear about ghosts in basketball. Hmm. That just doesn't go together. In my yeah, head, like, ghost in basketball. Yeah, like there's a ghost in a dugout. I believe that, but like yeah. Like a ghost hockey player. Doesn't, <laughs> and he just doesn't have a – like you put plausibility in certain locations, but like where wouldn't there be a ghost? Like <clears throat> places that are haunted. Oh, hotels are haunted. Sure, yeah. I could see a school being haunted yeah. or like an old boat or something being uh -huh. haunted. But I can't see like a like a gym. But you think about baseball stadiums. Like a gymnasium, like, like a 24-hour fitness. Yeah. You know, like – that and is the plates just went up and down like the ghost of some <laughs> juice head is still in there like pumping iron like you just hear it at night yeah. the clanging of a weight machine that's <laughs> not some like the places that you don't think about yeah where where well like a roller rink yeah the interesting, concert theater sure the interesting thing about a baseball stadium though is like the sheer volume of souls that have passed through there you take Wrigley Field mm. it's been around I don't know. Eight, 1918, 1920, I don't know, whenever they built it, 81 games a year for 100 years, 
40,000 people a but game. Nobody's dying there. Nobody's dying, but just the sheer amount of people yeah. that have gone through the, you know, the energy and whether it be good or bad or whatever. Yeah. But, I guess, yeah, it's like, where do you think a ghost would show up? Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of unlikely places. Hmm. Like a ghost. Like, where would be, you know, I think there's no ghost. Well, there's no ghosts at airports. Is there not? You don't hear about them. Uh, Oof. You hear about that? Dog barking. Count it. Speaking of ghosts, dude. Yeah. Okay. I teased this last week. Yeah, you did. Last week, a lot of emotions going on. But uh, my mom, mm-hmm. who's not never expressed any interest or concern or whatever about any of the shit that we talk about on this show, yeah, doesn't care about ghosts. Doesn't care, you know. So, so smart lady, setting that up to let you know that uh, you know she she's got nothing nothing to bullshit me about. She thinks she's had a couple little weird encounters in the last month uh, since since Dad's been gone. And uh, nothing huge, mm-hmm. but just little things. For example, in their bedroom, they have one of these uh, kind of nice grand armoires, mm-hmm. entertainment center, you know. they, Yeah, I guess they have a modern TV. But, you know, back in the day, you get the big cube TV. Oh, yeah, two yeah, television. Yeah, you, yeah. Had to, you had to have somewhere to put it. Yeah. You know, couldn't just hang it on the wall like you can now. So they got this nice, uh, you know, it's about six feet tall. Nice wooden hand-built armoire that they keep the TV on. And it's got these two doors that pull out, and, and you can close oh, yeah, the thing. Oh, yeah, sure. No, you you can open about. it, and they, they go out, and then they slide back in, and then, you know. <clears throat> go flush behind a television. Yeah. And Dad used to be a bit of a – he was a bit OCD with, like, cleanliness. Mm-hmm. He liked to keep the house really clean. So he would dust that thing about once a week, you know. I don't think that's OCD. I think that's just cleanliness. Yeah, but he was a little OCD in the sense that, like, uh, Mom tells stories about he was just obsessed with washing dishes. Like, they'd be eating dessert, and, like, as soon as he would finish, he would go wash his dish. Like, and just couldn't sit down and enjoy himself. Like, couldn't just let a dirty dish sit for more than five minutes. Had to immediately go wash it. Anyway, he was always – he was very clean around the house. So he would – once or twice a a week, he would dust this armoire. Okay. And uh, the doors – when the doors were uh, opened and slid back into the thing, he would dust that, and it would make this sound, this kind of rattling sound. But that's the only time that this thing would make that sound. When when you walk in the room, even if you were stomping, it wouldn't shake. It wouldn't jiggle. It only made this kind of clanking, rattling sound. When someone was physically touching it and, and dusting it or whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, two or three times in the last month, mom has heard in, in, in the around. bedroom, in the bedroom, she'll be in the bedroom early in the morning, late at night. This happened a few times, and she hears those doors clanking. Keeping it tidy. And she, can, you know, she's like, she's, her and my sister in law, who I talked about last week, have even done exp- uh, experiments like, you know, stomping around or jiggling stuff. Couldn't get it to make that noise only unless you touch you it. You want to send her one of these ghost meters? Probably. Too much? Is that going to be? Maybe. I don't know. So she's had that a couple of times. Um, twice, uh, Beth, my sister-in-law, and mom would be talking. And twice, Beth has seen white orbs behind mom's behind mom. Mom couldn't see them. But really? Beth would be talking to mom and, and be like, and see these glowing white orbs like near, near her and behind her, and then one more thing. Like that's I, two different. That's your mom and Beth both. Mm-hmm, yep. And then the third thing that has happened in the last month, like I said, Dad was a bit of a neat freak. He was always washing dishes and stuff. Um, mom would hear the faucet running, the the kitchen sink faucet. Mm-hmm. She could hear it from her bedroom late at night when everybody's asleep. And, like, not dripping, not just a plot, but, like, mm. on full blast. Washing some dishes. Like, on full blast, just shh. And she even got up and went in, and it was it was no water. But she's she's heard yeah. the water running full blast when no one, everybody's asleep. And she even asked, like, Beth the next morning. Hey, was it you? wet? Was the sink wet? That I don't know. I don't know that. But, uh, so, yeah, just in all the course right. of, like, a month. He's only been dead a month. Uh, all this weird stuff's been happening to her. So, I don't know. And she, again, she's not, 
She's not the guy. He's not like me being like, ooh, ooh I think maybe. Well, you know, and it's like, like looking for an opportunity. No, I wonder which. What if I get another one of these? Yeah, yeah. Get in there. No, no, I'm good. I wonder what. That's Dave asking if you get another beer. You have to tell people these things. They don't know. You can't just show stuff. It's like radio. There's no visual. I forgot that we were recording. Just holding up an empty can at me. Can I get another one? Just go get it. Yeah. <laughs> doing, this, doing this shit for two years. Just go get another beer. I'm going to explain what you're doing. No, uh, I wonder if it's like being in a house where you're, you've been with someone else's presence so long. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Almost like spiritual indentations, you know, mm-hmm. like 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 having your ass mark in a couch from sitting there so long. If mm-hmm. that can happen within the area that somebody's been in. Uh, you know, that was my buddy's house when we were like – Teenagers, well, after high school, because we were all be like drinking beer and whatever. But it was like a split level home where, like, you, you know, you go on to the ground floor, like to the left, there'd be like six stairs down to a basement, mm-hmm. and then right next to that, six stairs up to where the bedrooms are. Mm-hmm. And then that other floor would be like the living room and the yeah. kitchen. I always like that floor plan. Yeah, I don't, I think it's called split level. Split level. Okay. Yeah. Well, we would always be sitting in the basement area. That's mm-hmm. with a big TV, and we'd be fucking off down there. Uh-huh. Somebody's like, is somebody home? Or I keep, I feel like I keep seeing somebody like looking up the staircase, seeing somebody going from the, living room into the kitchen and that's right but i was like oh yeah my grandfather died in the house and he's yeah like he was six we had a hospital bed in the living room and we'd go to the kitchen and get food and go back to his hospital bed and, and you, it was somebody else not knowing it i was it was a different friend that saw it and then oh, okay. but then you didn't see it no but okay. then that's the story that would be told and then if we're just there and you know see something it'd be like oh shit is that? Oh God, I forgot about the ghost story. Yeah, we just be partying, but then uh-huh. you forget about the ghost story. And be like, oh, I feel like I saw something. Oh yeah, there's ghosts. When and and in a way, I love that though. I I yeah. hope I hope Dad Spirit is hanging around the house. Just giving a heads up that yeah. things are okay. Yeah, I mean that that warms my heart. Yeah. So, who knows? Well, then sort of maybe good news there. Yeah. Well, all right. Hope Fox News doesn't just start turning on and off the TV. Oh boy, then we'll really know. <laughs> if if my dad had a flaw, he was a huge fan of Fox News. Not necessarily uh, a Trump guy or anything, but he just liked to watch it and complain. It uh, that you know what? It's sports for people. Yeah. Of uh, yeah, it's. I mean, my mom's the other way about like being liberal, but it's like mm-hmm. just leave just. You're only being mad. You're only looking at the TV and just going, this dumb fucking asshole. I'm like, see, now you're mad. Just don't yeah. look at that. Just don't. Just turn it off. You know what else my folks did for years, and I never understood this? They had their TV routines. You know, they at 7 o'clock, they'd watch this. At 7.30, they'd watch this. I guess, like, uh, that block from, like, 6 to 8 was always, like, reruns or something. So that was yeah. consistent until you got to 8 o'clock in prime time, and it was different yeah. stuff. But, like... You know, 6 o'clock, they'd always watch Seinfeld. 6.30, they'd always watch Jeopardy, whatever it was. But mm-hmm. my whole life, at 7.30, they'd turn it to ABC and watch Entertainment Tonight. And all they did was complain and bitch and moan uh-huh. about, oh, these stupid celebrities. And, oh, who cares about Kim Car? And yeah. I'm like, I agree. But turn the channel. You, you don't have to watch this. <laughs> you don't have to watch. But they acted like it was, well, at 730, we got to watch this stupid show. I, that's how, like, every TV is on in my parents. It's so anxiety-inducing having mm-hmm. not been around it. I, I can see it's sometimes it's a comfort. People don't like silence. Yeah. That's true. You know? Silence, uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. But then I realize on the same end when I'm here watching TV and Rachel like gets up or something's like just turn it could just be quiet in here. It's like mm-hmm. oh, but I've been watching TV. Yeah. But my parents like they leave it on when they leave. That's the criminals know that somebody might be home because the TV's on. I'm like you've been doing this shit for forty years. I do that at hotel rooms. They case they case the room. They know. <laughs> they case the house. Yeah, it's weird. You leave the TV on in the hotel room mm-hmm. when you leave. Yeah. Just. Why not? I'm not paying for that electricity bill. And somebody going to steal your travel size Colgate? What did we? What? <laughs> I got a laptop. You know, I got clothes. I'm yeah. never worried. Maybe this, that's on me. I've never worried about a hotel room being mm-hmm. robbed. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I always have just something in the back of my mind. Just you know, I've heard stories and stuff about 
That's know. one thing that never crossed my mind. I've mm-hmm. never thought about my stuff. Like I see the safe in the hotel. Yeah. And that happened to me in Montreal. <laughs> I was drunk and I put my leftovers in the safe because I thought it was in the microwave. <laughs> Did you do a joke about that? Yeah, when I was there. It wasn't <laughs> funny afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, I look. I was like, oh, I'll put them in here. And then I just locked them in there. I was like, oh, <laughs> this stuff's going to smell real bad because I don't know the combination of the safe. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let me tell you this real quick. I know we're just kind of rambling today. but uh, Getting back another, on track. <clears throat> another tour story. <laughs> um, the last day I was on, t- well, right before I started my journey cross-country back here, mm-hmm. uh, I stayed in Atlanta. And... Uh, Got a deal on, uh, got a Priceline deal. Stayed at the Omni Hotel. Ooh, Anybody in Atlanta knows that the uh, the Omni itself used to be the basketball arena downtown where the Hawks used to play. And uh, it was connected to the Omni Hotel, about a 30-story. Just a really grand but kind of dated. Atlanta's basketball team? The Hawks, Atlanta Hawks. They're, just the Hawks? They're, they're terrible, they're yeah. Not like the Red Hawks? No, maybe? just Atlanta Hawks. They suck. They were Dominique Wilkins in the '80s. They had some good teams. I just say, like for me, like I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not, uh, like, oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, like, Hawks. or I have and I've forgotten. Like, yeah, Atlanta Hawks. I'm not like being dry. I'm like, I want to know these things. Mm-hmm. I should know it. Yeah. City's team. Anyway, well, go on. Sorry. Anyway, long story short, I stayed in a pretty fancy hotel, the Omni Hotel, and it was one of those that had like a nice big uh, little market down by the lobby. Mm-hmm. You know, where you go get your Gatorade and your candy bars and stuff. But it was it was about three times the size of like. Yeah. You know, Hampton Inn's version of that. Yeah. And uh, one night, uh, I was just, oh, yeah, Katie was with me. And uh, I was, we just, uh, we got a hold of some edibles. And we were just uh-huh. being goofy and being high. And uh, <laughs> it's about midnight, and she's like, oh, I'm having a snack attack. And I was like, I'm on it, babe. And I went down, it was 24 <laughs> hours down there. So uh, she stayed up at the room, and I was just. On, I was just out of my mind, I, but there was a sweet lady working the, working the thing, and uh, she was kind of looking at me. And you know, it's midnight. I'm all disheveled. But when I'm cleaned up, I still look, you know, threatening to a sweet little old yeah. lady. But uh, so I'm, you know, bloodshot eyes, hairs going crazy. It's midnight. I go down there with bad intentions. <laughs> I'm like, I just loaded up uh, pop tarts and cookies yeah. and Gatorade and sodas and and. <laughs> It was just I don't know this I don't know if it's gonna sound funny or one of those you had to be there but I got so many things and she's looking at me like geez look at this fat idiot you know you don't want to just you can't just get a diet coke and it's a for Snickers. my girlfriend <laughs> I mean I literally got sixteen different products different oh, that's, items that's too much and I put them all on there and uh, I was just like. Uh, I was trying to have a little fun where I was like, hey, this, I don't guess this is the kind of place that you should need a bag. And she's looking at me like, yeah, you're going to need a bag. And I'm like, yeah, sorry about that. So she, she goes, I don't have any bags here. I, I'll be right back. I got to go get you a bag. And then someone's trying to check in, and she's looking at me like, look yeah. at this fat idiot with this 16. He bought a week's worth of groceries. <laughs> so she goes and fetches a bag. She comes back. She's looking at me. Uh and then she takes the bag and starts dumping all the shit in it. Mm. And then I just go, this kind of feels like a robbery. <laughs> and I got a good chuckle out of her. <laughs> just, wow, because that seems like it, like that's when you would just show her a gun. <laughs> but it did feel like a robbery because this other lady was waiting to check in. She's sitting there with this weird look on her face being <laughs> quiet. The lady comes back. She's putting all this in. And I'm just like hovering over, like, make sure you get it all. No dye packs. <laughs> and with my Fig Newtons. But, yeah, when you go down to the little market at the La Quinta, you shouldn't need a bag. But uh, no. we needed a bag that night. That and the, your fat ass story was getting two slices of pie delivered. Yeah, that's I think true. this you should change this it to more. this story. Well, How much of that did you eat that night? I don't remember. We, we probably took some with us on the road. So. <laughs> or I did. But, you know. It's... Oh, I got Bigfoot gummies for you that I got. Bigfoot from, gummies? Yeah, from Pike's Peak. Oh, that's pretty cool. They're for you. So yeah. Oh, one more quick story that's weird. I'm, I'm, this is just a rambling day, dude. Yeah, we're getting, uh, we're getting our feet back together. Went to a Braves that's game. That's how the phrase works. <laughs> Get their feet back together. It's not. Never mind. Went to a Braves game uh, when I was in Atlanta, and they played the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, they before the game, they had the national anthem, but then they also 
played the Canadian national anthem because mm-hmm. the team was from Canada. And just weird, no, no joke here, but just, just weird seeing 50,000 Southerners reluctantly take off their hat and put their hand over their heart to salute the Canadian flag. It was just a weird vibe. You ever experienced? Like, yeah. I felt I was on the fence there, you know, because I'm not, I'm not super patriotic. Well, how, more, how much more weird is it? For when somebody plays a home game in Toronto, mm-hmm. which is ninety percent of the time an American so team, and they do they be, do that? I I'm assuming. Yeah, that's even more weird. So yeah. every game at a Toronto Blue Jays, every Toronto Blue Jays yeah. game is both national anthems. Yeah, unless they're Wonder playing the Canadians. Expos. Is the Expos still a team? No, they're now the Washington Nationals. So Blue Jays, the only Canadian the Expos team. had a cool hat. Yeah, they did. That a good M. logo. Yeah, that weird. I never knew. It took me years to figure out that was an M. I didn't know what it was yeah, for it was Montreal. Just like I remember like the color scheme. But yeah, it was just funny seeing a bunch of Georgia conservatives reluctantly salute the Canadian flag, which and I'm like I don't I'm on the fence. I am like I kind of agree with you, you know? I don't know. Well, We're you're paying respect to the team that came here to play. That's true, I guess. Don't be racist to Canadians. It makes Dave. me sound like a real conservative jackass. A little bit. But uh, But no, bit. I feel the same way about the national <laughs> <laughs> Not the American national. Um, no, I'm, I'm kneeling for the Canadian one. <laughs> what have they done? I don't know. It just seems I'm trying to protest. <laughs> How are we doing on time? Should we get into a topic or what? Let's wrap up what we're pulling out of our ass here. Wait, uh, well, what do you mean? Yeah, what, what, what are we Should t- I get into it or not? Yeah, what do we got? We got 15 minutes left. Let's. We're, well, we're just doing a follow-up. Oh, okay. It's not like it's all new listeners, just because we're it's the same. Like maybe we might have two new guys. We, <laughs> let's talk, catch up with two new guys. We figured out the DB Cooper. You want to talk about DB Cooper crime? And yeah. Dave's dad died. Just in case you weren't fans last week, and you need to know <laughs> that's some context for this. But but no, we haven't talked about the the new developments on DB Cooper. Well, they think they found the dude. Remember, I was well, talking they about didn't because I solved it when we did the episode. Wow. I still don't think – I don't think it was the crew. They think, oh, uh, Robert Rackshaw did it, one of the guys uh, – one of the suspects – one of the suspects I was talking about. Mm. Um, and it's weird. I don't quite understand the story. It was, like, um, coded. Yeah. They, they got a hold of some coded letters that he wrote. And I just don't understand, like, coded stuff. Like, I get, like, real basic coding, but, like, it just feels like you could – if you're, like, a, a decoder – you could just decipher this however you want. Like, they're not showing their work is what I'm saying. Like, how? okay, you think that this means that, but why do you think that? I don't know. I've read several articles about what happened. They found these letters that Robert Rackshaw wrote. And uh, Colbert, the dude who was, uh, mm-hmm. he was, he was a documentarian, he was trying to make a documentary about Rackshaw. Somehow, let's see, where did they, the New York Times, they got a hold of something. And it's just, I don't know. I don't understand the story. They just, they don't really show their work. They don't tell me why they think, how they got to these. It was like certain language that they used in the military that showed up in the Mm -hmm. similar letter. I read about it too, and it was not, it wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. So I, I really don't have details because it's just so ambiguous. But they think these old letters they found... They somehow deciphered him and said, oh, that's him admitting that he did this. But, you know, it was – this guy's been a suspect for, you know, ever since it happened. But, uh, yeah, oh, Robert Rackshaw, he's the, he's the guy, I guess, not the crew. Yeah, no, man, he's the crew. Using codes that only Rackshaw would have known, I'm reading from the Rolling Stone article, uh, Sherwood honed in on two sentences for analysis. The first sentence, quote, I want out of the system. I saw a way through good old – UNK, Unc. Unc, Uncle Sam. Okay, yeah. yeah. Was decoded to mean I want out of the system and saw a way by skyjacking a jet plane. We'll see right there. Okay, so they're saying what he wrote was I want out of the system, I saw a way through good old Unc. And they decoded that to I want out of the system and I saw a way by skyjacking a jet plane. Where, where did skyjacking a jet plane come from that sentence? See, that, that's the problem I have with this coded shit. It's like, okay, yeah, I know you can deduce that, like, well, skyjacking a jet plane was the crime, but where in his sentence does he imply that he skyjacked a jet plane? And the second sentence they focused on, quote, and please tell the lackey cops D.B. Cooper is not my real name. 
they uh, they decoded that into quote I am First Lieutenant Robert Rackshaw. DB <laughs> Cooper is not my real name. I mean, oh, I don't so, understand that. But okay, like the whole serial killer thing. They say serial killers secretly want to get caught. They don't want to get caught, but they like the game part of it. You know, yeah, because they're killing to scratch an itch to kind of like the adrenaline rush mm-hmm. and this and that. <laughs> Uh, and so that's the closer somebody comes to get like that's the thrill. That's what because mm-hmm. they're, they're mentally broken. Mm-hmm. Did this guy rob anybody else? He only do one crime and then just like that. I don't know. I know he had a series of, uh, you know, he he had a criminal just record. Tried to pull some Zodiac killer shit. He was the guy, him. if I remember correctly. Rackshaw was the one we were talking about that uh, his stepfather wound up dead, murdered. And then he bolted. Rackshaw went somewhere, Iran or Iran. Iran. But yeah, I think he went over to Iran after his stepdad showed up murdered. So yeah, I mean, the guy's definitely a suspect. I'm just, I just don't understand how this is the hard evidence that they've decoded these letters. Yeah. Because you can make up anything. I'm not locked. Yeah, you can look at anything and say, oh, look, there's a code. I took every third letter uh-huh. except for where I needed to take every fourth letter. Yeah. And then sometimes I had to throw a vowel in there. Yeah. But at least show yeah. me that. But they're not even showing what the actual decoded system was. They're just saying this sentence means this sentence. Well, how so? So, I don't know. I was a little yeah, it was no, a, it was a little no. disappointing. I mean, it was so exciting. I you, no, I'm still with my story. <laughs> I solved it. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. I figured it out. Oh, man. So, yeah. You think it's, still think it's the crew, huh? All right. Well, the real topic I wanted to get into today, should we get in this or save it for next week? We don't have much time. What do you want to talk about for next week? I wanted to show you this uh, video. It's not new. It's, it's probably uh, six or seven years old of a, uh, a UFO they spotted in Turkey. I think back in 09, where you can see the aliens in the ship. Man, Send, I'll debunk this in the 10 minutes we you got think left. think so? You think so? Where is, what am I looking up? Turkish UFO? Turkish UFO. Happened in, uh, okay, well, there were several sightings starting in 07 in the same little area of um, Cumbergas, Turkey. Cumbergers. Uh <laughs> Cumberga's Turkey. Turkey government confirms authenticity. Yes, and this is they've they've run this video through the ringer, through all the channels. Yeah, and sure. all the officials are saying that there's no sign of. Uh, well, let's get my true uh, opinion. Let me get the facts here. You're going to hear the truth now because I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Cumberga's Turkey. No, this place isn't even real. Starting in 07, there were sightings in 07, 08, and 09. The Sea of Marmara. Yeah. Main witness was a night guard named Yalsin Yalman, who, uh, while on duty, he shot a video of some strange objects that appeared. 2.40 p.m. watching mm-hmm. some 2.40 p. What's weird is the same guy shot multiple. He, the guy, this, this Yalman, he shot the video in 07, and I think he shot the one in 08, and he definitely shot the real good one in 09. So the same guy is filming all this stuff. That's kind of weird. That's convenient. Um Anytime it's like, all right, give me a UFO video. It's a minute, and they're still just doing title cards. Yeah. Get on. Where's my volume? Here. All right, this guy's... Yeah, you can't hear the audio. That's what... What is... What? This isn't... What am I looking at? What do you mean, what are you looking at? It's a damn UFO. It's a fucking keychain <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. A lot of local residents describe observing the disc. Or- Give me a horizon line so I know what I'm looking at. Well, the one in 09 happened at night, so there's no... It's just a black mm-hmm. backdrop. And, of course, that reeks of potential for forgery or fakery when there's no no perspective. I mean the, okay that the navy the navy fighters that were following I think that's the most definitive proof we have yet. And oh yeah. That's me like believing a, the government saying yeah we saw. But let me show you this picture here. Hold on. Show me a picture. Let me show you this picture here. There's a still where it sure the hell looks like some aliens 
It's okay. a lot of bullshit attached to it. Right in the middle there, those two circles are supposed to be aliens. I mean... It's the only time we've seen a UFO video that may show the actual occupants of the UFO. That's still just... Go- What's still what? I still don't like it when there's still like they uh, oh well, you know of course UFOs have windows. We don't know that they don't. There's there's some more. All right. Well, it looks pretty good. You know what? I'll look into it. I'll get my research team on yeah. it, which is me looking at it for thirty seconds. <laughs> but oh, here's the other thing. In '09, the one that I, the picture I just showed you with the actual. Uh, Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Doctor. Uh, is it Doctor Lear? Lear. Anyway, this doctor. This was shot during a UFO seminar outside of Istanbul. Oh fucking no! That's kind of convenient. No way, man. But it looks real, dude. No, it doesn't. It looks blurry. Well, it's blurry because it's. Then so we gotta go. We gotta go with the idea that aliens look the way we think aliens look, and also they have windows under spaceships. Well, they look the way we think they look based on multiple witness testimony. A lot of people claim to have seen the Greys or whomever. You know, I'm not going with this one. The Zetas and the Greys. No. All right, well, I feel like I don't have time to really sell you on this. But no, uh, we, I know we're jump, jumping back. We talk about ghosts. We're covering some topics. I think we need to broaden uh, into what f- makes people scared. Yeah. What Boogie, makes- the boogie monster is conceptually, it's all just the thing that scares you. I know. You know what you're scared of, Kyle? You're scared of the truth. Is that? Maybe that's the case. Uh-huh. You're scared of the truth, Kyle. If I was scared of the truth, then I wouldn't be doing this looking for the truth. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to know about it. You're a naysayer, dude. I don't want to know the truth. No. I, I, you know what? Then give me something that's truthful. Give me something to be scared of. That's scary. That's a goddamn alien, dude. That's a blurry picture of an alien. Oh, all right, man. I, you know me. I want, I want it to be real, but I want... Not, the only thing that's had me super convinced has been that, that Navy footage. Mm-hmm. All right, for those at home... Where the uh, government was like, yeah, we saw him, and then still nobody's freaking out about it. All right, I want the listeners to look this up, though. Um, I'm looking at a blog by Mario Valdez Santiago. Uh, it's back from 2012. So maybe just Google Mario Valdez Santiago, and he he wrote a really good blog, uh, not just about the incident, but really going into great detail about these images, these frames, frame-by-frame breakdown of what looks like two grays or zetas in the middle of this aircraft so i mean it's one of those topics where it's just we're just kind of talking about a video or a picture so there's not you kind of have to you guys got to kind of see it for yourself but uh it's pretty damn intriguing i'll tell you that and then they i will say they always do this they do this shit with a lot of uh, bigfoot stuff where they will uh they do this, whatever you want to call this image, where they they they'll draw over the well, image to kind of they superimpose it. it. They do that shit with Bigfoot all the time, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah you just drew a, a profile of Bigfoot. I'm, I'm not not until you in this day and age. That's my problem. Every world star hip hop video is in 4K. Yeah. That's where you're going to see the first UFO video that's believable is on world star hip hop. <laughs> that's where you're going to see it. That's going to be the first like. That's where that's where it'll show up, mm-hmm. and I'll believe it. I'm like, you're not hoaxing. Yeah, you're, you. This is man. Speaking, you were already watching like somebody getting a fight with his dog, and then you saw an alien, and that's how it's going to be believable. Like 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 from Signs when they show that was the creepiest part of that movie. Signs when they showed the, such a scary the movie until the end. Yeah, the home video, the birthday party in South and, America, yeah. and then the alien head. Like that's not somebody that's at a UFO convention that fucking Lassie <laughs> whistled for one to show up. <laughs> no way, no, not a chance. Lassie whistled. 
Speaking of World Star, have you seen? Uh, it's about a year old now, I guess. But that video of the Nazi getting punched is has resurfaced on Twitter this week for some reason. It's, it's a nice gif mm-hmm. now. But the one little short Nazi, he's like, and this just big old black guy, just like he fakes him once, and then no. boom, knocks him out. Oh, it's beautiful. Sometimes violence is good. Oh no, I I agree. A little violence never hurt anybody. Yeah, I'm not gonna look it up, but yeah. All right, well, all right, buddy. That's a, that's what I'm saying. You're, the first real UFO footage is gonna be on World Star. Hmm. I can't wait to hear the commentary. That's it gonna is be world, amazing. World Star. <laughs> world. That's a conspiracy right there. Uh huh. Talking about the world. Mm-hmm. It's talking about stars. Mm-hmm. That's shit. I can't put anything else together past that, but you just watch. I think that's most people's goal in life now is just do not appear on a World, world Star video. I don't world watch World Star. Enough. All right. What you got to plug there, buddy? Uh, Where are you going? Where are you going to be? When's this come out? Where you been? Tomorrow. Yeah. Comes out tomorrow. Oh, tonight I'll be at El Cid. Oh, yeah? Oh, 7 I, p.m. I like that Pacific spot. Pacific time. El Cid. In Los in Feliz. The- this Friday, UCB Sunset, 9 p.m., just doing spots. Mm-hmm. I'm all around. I'm all over the place. We're on that uh, Bear Grenade show together on the 16th. Oh, at the Sycamore Tavern? Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. Me, you, and Bronger. Yeah, big old lineup. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, come to that, Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, come 816 on. at the Sycamore Tavern, 8.30 yeah. p.m. That'll be fun. Also, uh, we'll both be at, uh, you still good for that... Uh, uh, Cola Comedy Con in Columbia, South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, I totally spaced on that one. Yeah. And I've put out all this stuff mm-hmm. stuff about my dates, and I forgot. So, yeah, yeah that's that's going on. I'm headlining Saturday the 22nd of September, and you'll be headlining the following Sunday, night. Sunday the 23rd, Columbia, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. And what you want? Put a, you want a comic? You want other stuff? You yeah, let's do, uh, let's do Comic of the Week real quick. Um, great lady who we, who we both are fans of, who's been Comic of the Week before. Got a brand new album out, Sam J. Sam Jay's a boss. Got a new album out called Donna's Daughter. And uh, haven't heard it yet, but uh, based on their, her first one and her half hour that I've seen, uh, I can only assume that this one is, is chock full of goodness as well. I had to follow her twice in the last little while. And I was like, God damn, yeah. just let the show be over after this. <laughs> like, give me, like, let the power go out after her. Was she uh, originally out of Portland? She, no, she's from Boston originally. Uh-huh. And now she's writing for Saturday Night Live. So she's back in New York. That's right. But she was never part of that Portland scene? Mm-hmm. No. Huh. I don't know. Okay. It's funny how, like, some comics you just, I don't know why I associate certain comics with certain scenes, Man. even if it's incorrect. But yeah, Sam J., Donna's Daughter, new album. Go check that out. Uh, let me plug something real quick. I'm going to, I don't know if this is uh, against policy or, or nepotism. Yeah, yeah nep- you know our policy. Nepotism. But uh, Milady, Katie, uh, just started her own uh, personal training business. And she's doing uh, all of August. She's doing free group fitness classes every Monday and Friday in Griffith Park. So oh, yeah. uh, any L.A. listeners that uh, want to get out in the park and uh, sweat your ass off for 45 minutes doing circuit training, uh, just, just a lot of like boot camp, boot, boot camp style. activities. Yeah, just, just keep it moving. Just do 30 seconds of this, 30 seconds of that. She's very excited. First class was today. But uh, doing it every Monday and Friday. Uh, all of August, free classes, 10 a.m. every Monday, Friday, uh, kicking it with Katie. So uh, if you want that info, if you need her email or whatever, holler at me, and I will pass that on rather than just uh, giving, <laughs> giving her giving her info out to everybody blindly. But, yeah, um, yeah if you want to do some fitness, holler at my girl. She'll uh, she'll whip you into shape. And do not judge my physique as a— I was going to say, if you want to do the a, opposite of fitness, do, do not come, judge her, come to one of these shows. Do not judge, judge her skill as a personal trainer based on her boyfriend's uh, uh, doughy physique. So doughy. I, 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 you know what I was thinking about the other day? I'd kill to have a dad bod. <laughs> I saw a funny tweet where somebody— was like uh, Magic Mike made X amount of dollars in its opening weekend. If you really think ladies like dad bods, and then somebody's like, "Well, Shrek made twice that," so that <laughs> 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 was something that was funnier yeah. before I tried to translate it. That's okay. Sorry, buddy. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing else to plug. No, we did it. We did it. We made. Uh, we made a show. We did our thing. Yeah. All right. And again, uh, thanks for everybody who reached out last week about last week's episode. Uh, I know a lot of tomfoolery, a lot of irreverence on the show, but uh, I'm not afraid to say uh, a heartfelt and sincere thank you on uh, on on all the kind words about uh, old pops 
Uh, rest in peace, Don Stone. So, RP yeah, Don. good times. Holla at you, boys. The Boogie Monster.